This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of July 16th. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined on the podcast by Velvet Milkman, Blake Murphy. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? What a name. What a name. Amazing. I can't believe that someone out there has the same wrestling name as me, except uh, in real life. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you just, I can't believe... Someone's out there putting that on their legal documents. I can't believe Alex Wong has never actually called me that at some point before. It's going to change from now on. It's yeah. better than it's better than Big Dog. Big Dog was never. Really... Yeah, Big Dog never really clicked for me. No, no. Um, what's happening? So yeah, man? what's what's up? You just got you just got back from Vegas. You took the red eye. I mean, I did, man. Nine days in Vegas, and then I mm-hmm. red eyed home uh, late Friday night into early Saturday. Got home, like, just in time for the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament, which is obviously great, and, and the most important thing that's that going wrestling on. wrestling or porn? That's wrestling, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, don't let the word climax fool you, buddy. That's, I'm very, <laughs> very immature for my age. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm talking about watching wrestling, so oh, okay. which one of us is, uh, sure. you know, glass houses here. Yeah, uh, anyway, sure. so, yeah, I got home. Uh, I came home to a broken water heater. Like, I live in an apartment that's actually a house split into a bunch of apartments, so mm-hmm. uh, I had no hot water for all of yesterday, and then, like, was pushing, like, 48 hours without showering, which is always a good look. Yeah, shout out Toronto for its uh, shitty living situations. Post-Vegas not showering, too, so I probably smelled like a mix of, like, Ooh. sweat, cigarette, grease, and just, like, sadness. Yeah, that's always my impression. I, well, not always. I've only been to Vegas once. But, yeah, that was my impression when I went to Vegas, too. It was just like, you know, if you're not having a party here, it's really freaking sad. It is sad. And, like, I don't know, man. I had a friend who lived in Vegas for a little while and kind of filled mm. me in on what living in Vegas was like. And that seemed kind of sad. And, like, even the cool stuff in Vegas is a little sad. Like, I was out at MGM Grand the one night. 
and I look over, I'm playing like cheap pie gal, and I look over, and Yarmir Yager is sitting there like super depressed, playing $3,000 minimum hands at once, and getting cleaned out. Okay. Okay. Like, even the fun stuff, it's like, oh, I saw a celebrity. It's like, yeah, I saw a celebrity, like, clearly chasing the dragon with his, his gambling losses. Yeah, I mean, look, it's... It's a sad city. It's a sad city. Um, it was, I mean, you play host, or not play host, but you played witness to some pretty sad basketball, but um, ever Dude, since you last, left, yeah, they've been sorry. pretty good. Yeah, the last day that I was there, the last full day I had at the gym was Friday, and that was like the mm-hmm. fifth game for all the teams on the loser's side of the bracket, so it was meaningless. It was basically just all the games that's like, oh, we guaranteed you guys five games, so, like, every team rested every notable player. Um, Shea Alexander didn't play. Like, Lonnie Walker had, like, a minor ankle thing. He didn't play. Um, even, like, Derek White didn't play for the Spurs. They just sat out. Everyone was sitting out, everyone. Um, so it was, like, it took that bad basketball up a level. I saw a game end on, like, someone got fa- someone fouled a corner shooter, and that, like, put a tight game away. Mm. Um, it was some ugly stuff that last day. I feel like some teams might intentionally want to get their teams out of there early. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I kind of joked. cares about the title, right? Like, yeah, I kind of joked with, with a couple people about that. And, like, if you talk to, like, the front office people or, like, scouts for pretty much any team, like, they're ready to go. But, like, obviously all the players, like, everyone there except for, like, OG on the Raptors team is playing for a contract and playing for a situation. And, like, the coaching staff wants to – you learn as much as possible about these guys because a couple of these guys might end up with training camp invites or, or be on the roster. So there's still like value in it for these fringe guys. But if you're like, if you're OG Ananobi and you've played four of these games or you're Bobby Webster and like you've watched five of these games closely Ooh. or you're like some team's advanced scout trying to get a feel for these guys, it's uh, it's a, like eight games is a lot of games in this environment if you go all the way. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, personally, I think I'm I'm rooting a little bit against the Raptors. Although, I don't know, it was pretty fun to see them win overtime. Yeah, honestly, game. man, they made it this far. It's the tournament. Yeah, why not? Go four days after this, why not? Like, it's the last. It, it's especially this summer where there's like until September FIBA qualifiers. There's no international ball. Like last year, we had EuroBasket and stuff to kind of keep us going uh, in in those dead months. This is it. Yeah, this is true. it. Other than Crown League and like Drew League YouTube packages. Hey, man. Pascal Siakam, I know, I know. Oh my God, I was just gonna say, well, that's that's the, like the good end, like Pascal Siakam at at, at Drew League. If you haven't seen already, or is that it's like at, he was at Drew League. I'm not sure. I haven't seen, actually seen the highlights there, but he was also at the Rico Hines. Like I, wish I, had, I think he's a trainer. Um, like there was a, a training run that he was there with with a bunch of NBA players, and you know James yeah, Harden was there, one. which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, the Drew League, the only highlight I saw at the Drew was him finishing an alley oop in transition. Okay. Mm. Um, and then, man, DeLon Wright's crossover at the Drew. You Ooh. saw that one, right? Yeah. That was nasty. That was nasty. Yeah. I think he should have just gone for the reverse layup because it was he could have gotten that down, but he made the solid play. He had a nice assist. But, yeah, the crossover was just disgusting. Um, I know what you were going to bring up, and I don't want you to bring it up because I mentioned Crown League, and I know what you're going to say, and I don't oh want to hear it. Bruno. Bruno. Bruno <laughs> is back. Look, we'll talk about actual basketball, whatever that means as it pertains to Summer League, but Bruno. Let's first talk about Bruno. 
Were you uh, there, or was it Alex? I was not. There? I was not. I was. I've been slacking. Like I've been getting the emails, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get out there. But I'm just like, ah, I don't know who's gonna be out there. So like, you know, like it just didn't really make a night free. And then yeah. you know, it burned me, man. Bruno was I, there. Only Alex is there to play witness. I've been tied up uh, all three, like two of the two of the weeks so far. I was in Vegas for, and mm-hmm. the first one I was covering rugby that day, so I couldn't make it. Uh, yeah. But I can't believe I missed the Bruno game. And, and like I know everyone was clowning him, and he didn't look like that good, but he still put up like twenty and ten. Yeah, Bruno, man, it's an NBA player playing Crown League. So I don't know why I'm surprised by him putting up twenty and ten. Alex could have got out there and, and put up like five, maybe. I don't know. Alex is surprising. Yeah, he's. he's he... He can pick and roll a little bit. Yeah, we'll see in the Raptors Republic three on three tournament going down August nineteenth at Madame Athletic Center. Sign up now at RaptorsRepublic.com. Yeah, definitely a free plug. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see Assad not play on that team for sure. I'm a little bit worried at this point, but um, honestly, man, Assad has talked so much smack at this point, and like without even having a team, like there's no, he's not even showing up to that tournament. I don't think. No, no, he's no, he, he come on, you have to pull up. He'll come up. Thought, he'll come our up team with is trash excuse, without like, you, man. Yeah, it, it, he'll come up with some excuse like, "Oh, I was I was in the studio, I gotta release my fourth EP," you know, so, something like that. No, 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 no. Come on, Assad's not gonna turn out a chance to ball. He's gonna come out in slides and seriously know, though, uh, the drop thirty-one game and score two points the rest of the game series. Yeah, seriously, the, the the tournament is moving to Madden Athletic Center this year. Yeah, that's sick. Um, yeah, it was actually, we, we didn't even tempt for it, just Variety Village was unavailable a lot of the Sundays. Um, so we're moving it from Scarborough to Madame. Yeah, which is way more accessible for everyone, um, you know, in Toronto for the most part. And yeah. also, like, it's just such a nice facility. Like, I mean, the last place was nice, too, for, for sure, but, like... Yeah, this is the actual basketball court, like not a YMCA. Like it's not a multi-purpose facility. It's yeah, yeah basketball. exactly. So, yeah, uh, sign up for that. Signups are up on RaptorsRepublic.com. So for sure, you're playing again. Yeah, I don't know who. I have a wedding the night before in Cambridge, so Ooh. I don't know who's going to be on my team or what kind of shape I'm going to be in, but I'll be there. <laughs> okay, all right. Just put me in your in your bracket. I'm uh, definitely, I'm definitely putting you in my bracket. I'm putting Reynolds in my bracket. I'm gonna put the scorer guys, Joe Cacharo and John Luca, in my bracket. I gotta make sure I get at least one win, so load it up with the blog teams. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, let's talk about summer league. Let's talk about all summer right. league. You were out there. Yeah, um, as much as we as much as we clown on some of the quality of basketball, it's actually really fun. And it seems you know, really fun to just be fun. out there and like seeing execs just wandering around. Um, I don't know, man. What what inside basketball stories do you have for us? If you have any. Man, I uh, well, I sent you the one. I DM'd you the one, mm. Mm. which was really funny. Uh, I don't know if I should talk about it on the pod, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll I mean, just say I, I caught up with. It's good, man. Like I, I got to catch up with Fred. Uh, Fred was out there for a couple days. Shout um, out, Fred. You get to catch up with OG a little bit, and then like the funny thing was like they the Raptors had two days off in a row and one of them they weren't practicing so I like you know I kind of made a joke I was like so like don't lose yourself in Vegas man he's like I'm 20 I can't go out here and I'm like oh my god this guy's 20 years old yeah wow yeah I mean I'm sure you'll get around yeah I'm sure they'll sure get around yeah he, he's actually like we this was like off mic and stuff we were just kind of hanging out and he, he really doesn't seem the type for that anyway so true that's uh there's no transfer us stuff here Mm, there is no Terrence Ross here, but uh, Malachi, Malachi Richardson is doing Malachi this. Yo, 
he does remind me so much of Terrence Ross. It actually kind of makes me miss Terrence Ross. I don't want to sound like Woodley, but like, you know, just having a guy who will come off the bench and don't worry, you don't, shoot you don't every sound like shot. Woodley. You don't sound like Woodley because you watch the summer league game and enjoy your job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> come on, uh, Woodley. This is a great. This is a great job. Yeah. Kind of. Late night tweets about you don't know if you like writing about basketball. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, Malachi Richardson though has been one of the highlights of summer league, which is a little surprising. Five games, he's averaging yeah. 13 points. Uh, he's shooting 46% on threes, which is obviously his biggest NBA skill other than right. just being huge. He has almost a seven foot wingspan uh, at he? the two guard spot. Yeah. He kind of looks small. I don't know why. And he's like six six, six seven, and he has this huge wingspan. Um, and he's down like 10 or 12 pounds, he said too. He's down to like 208. Um, so, so he's really Terrence Ross. That's the, that's literally the shape of Terrence Ross and the skill that Terrence Ross does. Yeah, man. So yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I wrote okay. a piece for The Athletic this week about Nick Nurse basically said to me, he's like, yeah, uh, Malachi surprised me a lot. Like, we know he can be a gunslinger, but we mm-hmm. want to try to make him into more. So that's, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a former late first-round pick on the third year of your deal where your fourth-year option might not get picked up, um, having scoring as your only skill is probably a troublesome way to stay in the league. But yeah. he's shown in summer league, and obviously anything we're going to talk about comes with a bunch of summer league caveats. But he's shown some like nice defensive instincts, some good effort. Uh, he gets those long arms into passing lanes well. Um, he still hasn't been—I wouldn't call him great on defense, but no. he's fine. Uh, yeah. And he's trying more consistently, consistently, which. Seems like a low bar, but he was literally a fourth percentile defender with the 905 last year per Synergy Sports. So, like, there's a lot of room for, like, really simple improvement here. Uh, mm-hmm. And he shot the hell out of the ball, man. The guy can yes, he could the guy can really shoot. Yeah, okay, so he's got a guaranteed, like, contract for this year. Yeah. Um, do you think he – I mean, does, he's not going to crack the rotation, but can he be, like, a Gerald Green type? Well, or, like, I, a, even Anthony Morrow? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Gerald Green was a rotation player on a, a team that threatened the Warriors last year. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, it's because Joe Johnson was so old at that point. Yeah. Like, so Anthony, a little bit afraid of him. Anthony Morrow, that's a that's a high ceiling for a guy like Richardson to reach as a shooter. Like, Richardson's shot yeah, is really pretty. He has a repeatable stroke that he releases really high, so it's never going to get blocked. Yeah. Um, and he shot, like, he hasn't shot great at any level, but I, I went back and I totaled up all his three-point shots across – Preseason, Summer League, NBA, and G League. So basically everything he shot from the NBA three-point line. And it's at like 34.5%. So it's already like average and it looks like it should be better than average. So um, I think he could be a shooting specialist that if he tries on defense isn't a complete negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, I think if you're looking ahead to 2018-19 for him, he's probably still going to see some G League time because he needs to work on um, he's not a bad passer, but sometimes he makes the wrong pass when he's breaking a guy down. Uh, he still has a really quick trigger when, when you know, in summer league that's great because a lot of these guys don't want to shoot, and a lot of these guys have been passing up threes. Um, mm-hmm. But longer term, he's going to have to work on finding that balance between shooting over a closeout or, or attacking and making the next pass. Um, so he's still got development time to to go. You know, I, I think... I think at the very least, though, what he's shown in this couple weeks and from what I've heard about how he's looked in workouts the last couple weeks uh, is basically, like, he looked like a dead roster spot at the end of last year. Yeah. And now he's not that. He's at least shown he can be more interesting than that. And, hey, maybe if you need a 13th man for an offensive spark, you know, maybe he's active some nights when he's not with the 905, and maybe there is something here. I still don't think – they have until October 31st to pick up his option for 2019-20. 
I'd still be really surprised if it gets picked up because it's like 2.6 million in a year the Raptors project to be deep into the tax. But he's definitely he's shown more in these two weeks than he showed with the 905 last year, which is at least encouraging. He's still only 22 too. Yeah, and don't forget we traded Bruno for him, and Bruno's in the Crown League, so. I mean, it's a low bar, but, you know. There was a 2010 machine in the Crown League, though. Yeah, machine, for sure. Just dominating Javon Shepard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about Raleigh Alkins? He's another man of intrigue. Um, I mean, his performance last night, I, I, I'm sure you saw it as well. Yeah. Um, dominant and clutch. Yeah, man, five points in overtime in a two-minute overtime period. Yeah. And that, that three, that was totally one of those no, 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 yes threes. Yeah, five of seven from deep. Yeah, man, and he's shooting forty-seven percent for the tournament. Yeah, right. which is kind of crazy because he doesn't look like a good shooter, but yeah. you know, and he's okay. he's not over a large sample. Like I think he, I think he shot thirty-four percent over two years mm-hmm. in call at the college line. Okay. Um, but again, like Richardson, at least it's a repeatable motion, even though it doesn't look that great. Which I know a lot of teams look for that. Like even if it's not a great shot, the fact that you repeat it and your mechanics aren't all over the place. Um, I don't know if that's because they feel like they could make small tweaks and a guy could fix it easier that way, but um, but yeah, he's been impressive. His his second half in his first appearance was really strong uh, in the opener. He didn't play at all in the first half, and then he came in. I think he scored like nine points in eight minutes and, and had oh. a big plus minus as the Raptors made this like failed fourth quarter comeback. So he's impressive there. Mm-hmm. Um, he only got into he only got like eight minutes the next game. And then he had a he had an iffy game the third game, but yeah, last um, on sa- Saturday he was great. He scored 25 points. Um, he was aggressive driving all throughout the tournament, and apparently in these workouts in Toronto leading up, he's shown much more playmaking juice than right. expected. Like he really didn't he really didn't show that in two years at Arizona, and it wasn't you know it was a weakness on his draft profile where a lot of people saw him as like. You know, if the shot comes along, he could be a three and D guy, but he's not that multifaceted mm-hmm. on offense. And he's showing a little more juice than that. Um, yeah. He could definitely punch the gap driving and he can drive both ways. He's a little, you know, he's still a little out of control. Like he plays in the half court, like it's in transition, if that makes sense with like the energy he attacks the rim with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to lead to mistakes, but he can make stuff happen that way too. And then, uh, you know, it's again, it's summer league, but he came in with the reputation of being a potentially elite on ball defender and, He's locked these summer league guys down pretty well. So um, impressive for him. A little backstory. The Raptors thought they had signed him to an Exhibit 10 immediately after the draft. And Exhibit 10 means he would have come to camp. The Raptors had the option to keep him on the roster or convert him to a two-way. And Mm -hmm. if they cut him and he went to the G League, he'd get a 50K bonus. So he'd at least get this, like, training camp guarantee, basically, to go to the 905. Um, Alkins is in the process of changing agents. So oh. all of that, all of that has gotten held up a little bit. He hasn't officially signed an Exhibit 10 or any other deal, um, but he likes the Raptors. The Raptors really like him, and I would assume once he signs an agent, uh, something gets worked out pretty quickly. Okay, that's not a bad. That's not a bad thing. No, on yourself 2.0. Exactly, like I tweeted out last night because I, I wrote yeah. a thing for Uproxx on him, and basically it's funny we were having a conversation, and Fred VanVleet was sitting right there. And I'm like, mm. so what do you do now that you went undrafted? And he kind of just pointed to Fred and was like, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to, you know, follow this path. And, um, you know, I don't think he's there all the way there yet as an NBA talent. Like, I know people, a lot of people have looked and been like, oh, well, this is like Norm a couple years ago. 
Um, Norm did it over the course of like five or six games and was like exceptionally dominant, like yeah, averaging really a was. twenty piece where Alkins is averaging a ten piece. Uh, but Alkins has a lot of NBA skills, and I think you know if you could get him, whether it's on an Exhibit Ten or whether it's on a two way or, or as the fifteenth man or whatever, uh, if you could get him some more G League reps for the balls in his hand to see what he can be at, in terms of like uh, maybe not even a secondary but like a tertiary creator who can attack those closeouts. Uh, and then try to bring his team-level defense along to where it matches his man defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really interesting guy, man. He's got the body. He's got yep. He plays with a ton of speed and a ton of positive energy um, on defense and in transition. And the team, um, Dan Tolzman, the Raptors' assistant general manager, said to me, it was a quote in that Uproxx piece, that he re- they really, really feel like he has the mental makeup of the kind of guys who can make it with this unlikely path. Like, he seems like the type of guy who's going to take coaching well and, you know, not not go the wrong way with having gone undrafted or having to go to the G League. He, he's really going to push in the right direction. So that's interesting. I, I read somewhere. I don't know where. I don't remember this. But um, I think there was, like, a red flag with his, like, foot. Is, yeah, is that he, a thing? He had a Jones fracture last summer. Oh, okay, uh, so okay. after he pulled out of the draft, like he tested the waters in 2017, right. uh, the Raptors actually had him in for a pre-draft workout in 2017, and then uh, yeah, he suffered a Jones fracture at some point in that offseason. He missed like the first nine games of the season, and then a couple throughout the season. And yeah, there was some thought like his numbers completely plateaued in his sophomore year, which is usually like a statistical red flag, mm-hmm. uh, but there was like. I think people thought that some of that might have been because he was still working his way back. But Jones fracture, you know, usually there's some comfort zone, comfort mm-hmm. zone building back up because like you can't like walk or run for a couple weeks or a couple months depending on how bad it is. Right. Okay, that's good. I mean, he looks fully healthy right now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like, no questions played, about his explosiveness. He played the entire second half of the college season, so mm-hmm. it's just whether you know that. It hurt his early numbers and early performance, and that's why he looked less impressive as a sophomore. True, true. Um, two other guys that uh, should deserve some love. Oh, um, yeah. I know. Potts yeah. And uh, Chris Boucher, baby. Chris Boucher. People call him Chris Bosch. Yeah. Call him Chris Boucher because uh, he's lefty, he's thin, and not quite honestly, he's saving a lot of these games for the Raptors because, um, you know, just – the fact that he can hit threes, his activity around the basket, he's a surprisingly decent rebounder, um, despite being like rail thin. He's been impressive. And then also Giddy Potts, man. I mean, Giddy Potts yeah. probably weighs the same as Chris Boucher, despite being like a foot shorter. Yo, I'm not kidding. Giddy Potts weighs 20 pounds more than Chris Boucher. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Giddy Potts is like, is like six, a ball. Nine, Chris Boucher is like 6'9", 200, and Giddy Potts yeah. is 6'2", 220. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh those guys have been a lot of fun, man. Giddy Potts has shot, he's t- he's thirteen of twenty six on threes, and they're tough. They're yeah, tough. and he came in like he shot forty one and a half percent on like a big volume of threes in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's like it's Middle Tennessee State, and it's only like a little bit of NCAA tournament exposure. And like, what does that really mean that he can shoot like that? Um, man, shooting, shooting, and like I think I think too because he's so thick. Uh, he like he looks a little shorter than he is. Yeah, he's, he's very stocky. Yeah, but he's six two. <laughs> That's true. That's so he's true. not like I mean he's the issue will be he's not a point guard right now really like yeah. he's a six foot two shooting guard. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna have to see him alongside another guard and 
you know, e- even if it's a bigger guard, like here it's been Jordan Lloyd a little bit or Cody Miller McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, if you project ahead to the 905, maybe it's with Lloyd, maybe it's with, um, I don't know, they, they don't have another point guard in the system really. Um, but if you say in the best case scenario, he cracks the bench mob a little bit, you probably want him alongside DeLon, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. And really offensively, you know, he can get, he can get to the rim a little bit because of his body. Like he doesn't mind driving into that contact and kind of, you know, fullback diving his way to the rim. He's shaped like a fullback for sure. Yeah, but I think it. I think it's telling that he's taken six two pointers. Yeah. In the tournament and yeah, six free throws and twenty six threes. Like on offense right now, he's mostly a specialist. Which is, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. He's got the most valuable skill. Uh, yeah, I, I would be surprised. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what he's gonna decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote about his story a little bit for the Athletic this week. He's a super interesting guy, uh, mm-hmm. and a, and a, you know he's, he's kind of one of those guys the Raptors like, where he has this like infectious, positive personality. Right. Uh, I would be surprised if the Raptors don't at least offer him an Exhibit Ten and like, hey, come into camp. If you make the G League, we'll give you a bonus because we want you in our system. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I don't think he's. I people got excited, but I think shoot three point shooting is really his only NBA skill right now. So yeah. he might he might need some G League time. He can handle it a little bit. Yeah, like he played point guard. Um, yeah, just like you know, he he needs work on it. He's an undrafted free agent. That's All these true. guys are going to need work on some parts of their game. Uh, but I would be surprised if he leaves Vegas without like a firm offer of an Exhibit Ten. Come to camp, you know, if you play awesome, maybe you get a chance. But we'd really love to have you in the G League system. Um, what about Boucher? Could, is he in the long-term plans or even in the immediate plans? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like, when he got waived by the Warriors, yeah. and this was before, I think it was right before Canada camp started, this is how, to give you a window into how trying to report news works sometimes, I, like, texted a couple people with the Raptors about Boucher, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, like, this is interesting. A Canadian guy with some real intrigue is available. And, like, no one would respond to, like, they would respond to other <laughs> messages, but not about Boucher. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so I, like, I prepped the post. I was like, they're not yeah. saying anything, so something's coming on Boucher. Um, and then, yeah, he looked good at Canada camp, even though he didn't make the team. And then, like, the reason he didn't play the first two games here were the same reasons Jay Triano gave me for him not making uh, the Canada team is that he was just a little behind, like learning the schemes and learning where to be on defense oh. uh, and stuff like that. And you look, he's got nine blocks in under I was say. in under sixty minutes. If you go back and watch, like at least a couple of those are because he was like at a position in the first place. That's um, true. And well, like, I mean, he's they, been really effective. He has been, and, and like you look at. If you go back and watch, I don't recommend going back and watching G League games from last yeah. year, but if you fire up Synergy and look at some of his defensive plays from toward the end of the G League season, he has, like, very Serge Ibaka-like instincts for shot blocking, where, like, his timing leaving his feet is always really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he changes, like, especially if he's in transition or if he's coming from a help position, um, his, like, management of his speed so he gets to the spot right as a guy releases is really strong. He has yep. really good instincts blocking shots. Uh, he just, you know, fundamentally in, in a team defensive setting, he's a little behind right now. Um, so that, that creates an interesting situation where you have this super raw 25 year old mm-hmm. who, like, definitely still needs development work. And if I'm, it's a weird spot where, like, if I'm the Raptors, I don't know if I go to a full NBA deal. Like, I think I probably want to throw a two-way at him. Um, mm. 
So you can have him up and down, and like maybe he spends some time as your fourth center after Valanciunas, Pirtle, and Ibaka, but you also get your G League hands on him. And if I'm Boucher and I'm coming off a year where I showed some good stuff in the G League once I got healthy, um, I made my NBA debut. I played a whopping 1.9 minutes uh, for the championship <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Um, yep. You know, maybe he's looking for, for some sort of guarantee on uh, on an NBA contract. So I don't know if anything gets worked out there. Uh, it'll basically come down, I think, to, to Boucher's willingness to, you know, basically his market, first of all, if there's an NBA deal for him, and then his willingness to accept a two-way or maybe even an Exhibit 10 uh, sure. But I'm super intrigued. If I'm if I was the Raptors, I'm trying to get this guy on a two way for sure. Yeah. There's just yeah. so like like even if he even if you don't think he can contribute at the NBA right now, other than in spot minutes, there's just like like there's so much to like with the tools and the size and the athleticism and like he's a, like a he seems like a good kid and like everyone has told me he like legit wants to get better and I know I've said that about a couple guys. And, like, it seems, like, uh, cliche or whatever. But you do mm-hmm. hear, talking to scouts and talking to people from front offices around Vegas, you do hear stuff to the contrary about some of these guys where it's like, oh, look at that. Christian Wood's putting up 20 and 10 in another environment like he's done in the G League for the last couple of years. Mm. Uh, and then you, you start to wonder why and dig at why. And, like, maybe it's not, you know, yeah. sometimes guys get the opposite reputation. So it sounds I also like, like that hurts more for big men, too. Yeah, it's just sure. a little bit easier to like just coast. Um, yeah, if you're, and, and like, like if you, a hustle guy and, and you're big and you know what you, I mean. Yeah, and like if you look at what the market for centers has been like the last couple of in season years, like like Siobhan Thompson's an interesting guy where like he's shown some good flashes here. He's averaging eight and six in like seventeen minutes, shooting sixty percent, coming off a really strong G League year, and I think he wants a two way because he's never made money at any, at any level yet. Both of his pro years were in the G League. You know, are you using a two-way on a center that doesn't have immense upside when you look and, like, guys like Siobhan Thompson and Kennedy Meeks are readily available in the G League and, like, Jarnell Stokes yeah. was available for years in the G League um, and guys like that and Christian Wood. Um, so I look and, like, you know, if you want a, if you want a fifth frontcourt guy or, or a third center on your NBA roster, I totally get it. Uh, these two-way slots, if I'm using one on a big, it's probably on a guy like Boucher who just has this really interesting upside uh, and you he's don't unique. really know much about him. Yeah, he's unique, exactly. He's unique as a development piece, uh, and if he figures it out, what he would contribute is is fairly unique. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be super eager to use a two-way or even like a 15th roster spot if you're a team that has three guys that can play center already on a center when so many of them are available. That's true. Um, we danced around it, but OG, has he looked good enough to be included in a Kawhi deal? <laughs> no, I think he's looked the exact amount of good where everyone will be mad if he's included in the Kawhi deal. Yeah, he got better as the tournament went along. Yeah, um, like he didn't – look, the whole point of him going there, like if you look – if you were to rank the quality of players that are in Summer League, like he's yeah. very much in the category of this guy has no business playing in he Summer He started – for a 59-win team that went to yes. the playoffs, and then he guarded LeBron. Yes. And he had a 20-point game in Game 3. He doesn't yeah. need to like be he, here. But. He has no business being there, and like yeah. you could see part of the reason he didn't have an awesome tournament was like, you know, he sometimes looked like a guy who didn't need to be there. Yeah, and also he looked like he was trying to do like more, which is what you want right. to see out of him, to see him expand his skill set. 
Right. And, like he and, shot forty percent overall and thirty percent on threes, and you know he turned the ball over two and a half times a game. But the entire point of him being there, Nick Nurse said this after every single game. It's like, yeah, we're going to give him these reps because these games don't really matter, and we need to see if he's going to be able to do any of these things for our NBA team. Mm-hmm. And like to that to that extent, like. I don't think you're going to be running any ISOs for OG Ananobi. Like, the handle's no. just a little too loose still. Yeah. Um, and you have too many guys who thrive in that situation already on the floor to, to carve out those possessions. But I did think you saw a couple encouraging things. Like, his ability to attack closeouts out of the corner last year was something that was m- more advanced than we expected, I think. And yeah, he flashed sure. that a little bit more. He's got that nice baseline spin move, um, mm-hmm. kind of low, not in the pick and roll, but if he, if he gets the ball facing up in the mid range. And then maybe the biggest thing to me is like, he punished a couple mismatches in the post. Yep. Yeah. Which like, especially for a guy who works well on the offensive glass when he's allowed to crash, if you can get him close to the rim a little more often, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's interesting, especially with how much NBA teams switch. Uh, if he sees some time at the four and teams switch him, in the pick and roll or even off the ball and he can get some, uh, like even one or two post touches here and there. Um, I think that adds a little bit, not just for him, but for the Raptors. Uh, and then he's been the one area he's been really good, regardless of the shooting percentage. He's been awesome in transition and that just might be his health being a hundred percent and him getting some of that speed and burst back. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you feel differently about any of that at all? Like, did you? No, no, I, I think you're exactly bang on there. I think, um, it was also encouraging to see him play defense, like just yeah, um, playing different positions. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was just generally pretty impressed with his help yeah. defense. Like, yeah, he um, was I like mean, the first quarter of every game. Like in my game notes, every single time was like OG was involved in every defensive play. Yeah, and and, and then, then like, eventually get bored. If, yeah, I, I don't know if it's boredom or like a couple times he looked just exhausted, and I think that's you know you're taking 14 shots a game after last year you took four shots a game, and yeah. you kind of have to learn how to manage your energy over wow. 25 or 30 minutes. Um, You're taking the words out of the Mars mouth over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to learn how to manage that energy, though, if you're going to get uh-huh. more touches. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, DeMar was around, by the way, which was – it's always cool, nice man. DeMar, DeMar does not need to be there. Oh, but I thought he deleted all his Instagram posts because he's getting traded for Kawhi. Yeah, I don't mm. – man, that guy, that guy does more deleting on social media than I do. He does the right amount of deleting. Yeah, like, I wish I could go back and delete all this shit, but yeah, I uh, uh, no nah, man, it's cool, man. Like I ran into him at the, I went to the Las Vegas Aces game the one night because I'd never nice. been to a WNBA game before, nice. and like he's out there and like him and Dame are like full on cheering on, and, yeah. and like Dame is posting Instagram lives of him and Demar at the game, and like I don't know, man, it's cool that mm. like a, a lot of guys were like Quinn Cook was out there, um, Markel Fultz was out there, and I know I know people say dumb stuff about the WNBA, but like. I'd never been to a game. The game was dope, man. Yeah. Asia Wilson is awesome. Um, and it's just like, whether it's a WNBA or whether it's Summer League or when it, Raptors guys show up to G League games or whatever, it's just like, whenever you can support other people in the basketball community, man, I think it, I yeah. think it helps everyone. It's, it's great. And so yeah, like him definitely. being, him being courtside for a WNBA game or him being courtside, you know, dapping up OG at timeouts or whatever, you know, yeah. it's cool. No, it is cool, man. It's nice to see the Raptors contingent out there. You know, you've seen, uh, you know, Pascal. You're seeing Delon. Norm came through. So Fred man. was out there for a little bit. Fred was out there with uh, ya- bloodshot Yaka eyes. Was, Yo, he looked to... like he was on a bender. Which Fred. you know what? Honestly, if you just sign a new contract and you go to Vegas, I mean, you know, enjoy yourself. But yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. they were all out at Deep <laughs> Mill the one night. and All right, that explains it. And then, yeah, Jakob was supposed to be there, but for anyone who didn't hear, Jakob suffered, like, a bad foot infection while he was out playing yeah. with the Austrian team. Yeah. Uh, so he's stuck in Austria until, like, that heals and the swelling goes down. But he's expected to join, like, the young guns uh, back in their L.A. workouts later. Yes. This- yes. Honestly, those those videos are keeping me alive in the offseason, man. Like, whenever you get, like, too bogged down, you're like, oh, man, I want to trade this player for this player. And then, you know, like, um, oh, just just move the whole thing for Kawhi, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, you see, like, what Pascal's working on, and you see, like, OG play these games. Yeah, OG busts a left-handed spin move out. And, and you're like, mm, mm, I don't know. I don't know. No, you see DeLon Wright just drop somebody, like, dead on the floor, and you're like, mm, It'll be ah. great. Once once Pirtle's back and you see him play some yeah. fundamental defense in his oh league game. I can't wait for him to get some offensive rebounds. Yeah, when he when he just like corrals a guard in the pick and roll, and then his timing getting back to his big man on the dive is really is really sharp. Oh man! Yeah. I can't I, wait I, for that I, I, No, I, I miss Pirtles. I miss Pirtles being productive because the playoffs he was obviously struggling. But uh, yeah, and he didn't look good yeah. in that one game he got to play for Austria either. Yeah, he was he, early foul trouble. I saw that shocking. game. Blake, shocking. Blake, you. You and I got to chill. You, you and I got to chill. We both saw it was at Austria versus Germany. Uh, Is that the game you're talking about? Yeah, whichever, whatever the first game was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to the bench early with with, with foul trouble, and the rest of yeah, that team looked like plumbers. The second one was Georgia. The second one was like the one they could have won, mm. and like very slim chance on point differential, but like they potentially could have still gotten through, and then mm. Pearl couldn't play. That's unfortunate. Um, all right, last thing before we let you go and um, and you know finally take a shower and stuff. <laughs> um, no, I've showered now. You gotta, oh, okay, you, good. Yeah, you yeah. gotta go to work. You gotta get. A well, I, I gotta go to work, so I gotta take a shower. Um, did you hear any buzz? The buzz, the buzz around the Raptors trading for Kawhi Leonard that, that yeah, came out of nowhere to probably just fill the void. It's funny because, like, every non-Raptors person I talk to asks me about it. Yeah. Because, uh, like, it, which tells me, like, I don't know, man. If people are going as low as to ask me for intel from yeah. other teams, like, wow. there's probably not that much buzz out there that they're able to get their hands on. Uh, and then the Raptors, like, one, obviously I'm going to ask about it, but obviously mm-hmm. I know, like, they're not going to tell me anything. Like, this is, like, oh, and this yeah, is, we are. We're working on Kawhi Leonard right yeah. now. Here's the and trade package. And this is weird about, like, there being information out there. Is like, the Raptors' reputation as being a vault organization is maybe a little overstated. But yeah, anything, up a bit. anything that comes out from the Raptors is, like, it's always after the fact. Like, yeah. after something happens, you hear a bunch of stuff about, like, Kyle Lowry's free agency or yeah. the Serge Ibaka trade or, like, you hear something. Dwayne firing. Yeah, you always get stuff after. By the way, I got to catch up with Dwayne for like ten minutes one day, nice. which was really cool. Yeah, was um, he, he, salty? Was a, he was What's that? Was he salty? Maybe a little bit. Mm. <laughs> he was very mm. nice to me. Very nice That's to good. me, and very he's excited good. about his new situation. Good. Um, yeah, you should be, man. But yeah, it's beautiful in the wintertime. He's already rocking a Detroit Tigers hat. He's already turned his sure, back on the Blue not. Jays. That's um, fine. A lot of people turn their back on the Blue Jays this year, <laughs> including myself. Um, Diehard Yankee fan, you know me. Anyway, it's funny. You ask, so like, obviously, I'm going to ask Raptors people, and they're not going to tell me anything. But like, yeah. the looks on their face when like we, the conversation rolls around to like the betting odds or whatever is just like, man, the eye rolls that these people <laughs> offer up in saying nothing. So no, I don't have any intel or anything like that. I think mm-hmm. I feel the same way about it as when it first came out that Kawhi was on the market. Is like 
the Raptors would surely be interested because Kawhi yeah, Leonard is at his best a top five player. Um, but you know, their willingness to pay is going to be directly in in correlation with a how much access they get to Kawhi Leonard's medicals and b how much access they get to Kawhi to try to have a conversation about the future beyond 2018-19. So yeah. That future being, you know, we're also going to sign Giannis, so you might as well just come here and, and get your spot early, you know? Yeah. By the way, this is, you know, you and I both joked a lot on draft night and after the draft about Kosas and Tedekumpo going number 60 to Dallas. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like the Raptors brought him in for a draft workout and were actually really interested if he slid through the draft. And then you see Giannis at Summer League sitting courtside for every one of Kosas's games. And it's like, yeah. That would have been a good part of the plan. Cause I would have been happened, nice. This is happening in 2021, man. Masai just walks over with like a takeaway plate and is just like, oh, oh, this? this yeah. Oh. You, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we um, accident, your Uber from the hotel to the Air Canada Center accidentally went through Greek Town. Mm, man. Whoops. Wow. Tough. It's nice. Look at the restaurants here. And we hired Blake just to keep running into you at wrestling events. Man. <laughs> Yo. I you gotta get it. You gotta. In, you gotta get in somehow, Blake. That happened, man. He was at a wrestling event that I was at here at like Rico Coliseum once. Recruit him, man. Apparently, he's a big wrestling fan. So if you, if people, if Raptors fans get annoyed at my wrestling takes on Twitter, just know it's all part of the scheme to get Giannis to the Raptors in 2021. That's true. That's true. It's happening, baby. It's happening. We're speaking yeah. into existence. I'm you're writing already, it. You're already <laughs> writing Milwaukee Bucks front office takedown. Okay, but honestly though, the Milwaukee Bucks front office sucks. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're it bad. sucks. It's uh, it, they have not. They've had like two bad off seasons in a row. That's why I wrote about it, and that's why I, I snuck in no, the point that, about the. That is not why you wrote about it. You wrote about it because you were getting horny for Giannis in 2021 already. <laughs> I was bored. It was a Saturday like, evening. What was I gonna do? I was at work until midnight. Like I might as well write something. But uh, yeah, you should read about that underscore. You should read all of Blake's work everywhere. Yeah. Um, get an athletic subscription. Week, it's man. really good, man. Get the athletic subscription. I, I'm I'm reading like three athletic articles per day. It's not just. And that's uh, just for me. And that's just from you, exactly. Um, no, but I mean, it's everywhere, man. It's the, the, the family's growing really big now. Yeah, man. You know? Shit, the score too. You guys are getting Alex hey. time. That's awesome. That's right. That's is right. the other stuff? We are like, now officially writers. Not just, not just editors, writers. Yeah, is that, is that like official? Like we can it's talk official about Official title is writer. Yeah. Nice. So you and yeah. Wolfwand and Joe Cash and, yep. and Alex Wong and John Chick, like, that's a, you guys got a loaded NBA staff now. It's, I mean, you it, did before, but now you're all going to get freed up to, like, write more instead of yeah. do the news. Cash me, me at Big 3 in Toronto. Yeah, man, you, you, guys are, uh, you guys are loading up the NBA staff there so much that I've got, like, that Photoshop of me, I'm coming home, all right. ready to go on the SI cover. Well, let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Let's, <laughs> no, not, seriously, we would, it would be... Be like, the, be like the Warriors getting boogie. Yeah, Except you guys have too boogie. much NBA talent already, man. Yeah, that's true. Also, I, I'm going to cost you more than the mid-level. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, unfortunately, Alex ate the whole budget. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Al, Alex, <laughs> deservedly so, baby. Alex is a big get. Yeah. Al, also, the, the clause in Alex's contract that, like, he's allowed to take a three-hour lunch break to go to the Jordan store every day is I mean, just, like, it's a weird contract quirk, man. It, look, when you have cloud, you got to leverage it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, no one has more cloud than Alex. Okay, and you can't. Yeah, you're not, not going to bring up that you get Equinox gym selfies uh, on the gram <laughs> in your contract negotiations, man. You. Uh, yeah, we, the three of us got to get lunch sometime. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Wolfon wants a link too, so. Well, uh, Who? Wolfon? No, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. 
This is like, you guys both just got the same book. You're already, you gotta turn your back on the people who didn't get the book. Uh-huh. Don't turn your back on your current teammates. You gotta, I don't know who you're like, I don't know who the lower NBA editors there are since I left, but wow. you gotta turn your back on those people. The not lower not. NBA editors, yo, for the last. Sorry, I don't, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, were, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The, no bench, the score's bench mob. The, the, fam- the family is the family. I gotta turn my back on Chris Walter. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Turn your back on Walder. Walder's yeah. a yeah, but Walder's your number one on wrestling, so that's he, true. Walder's also gonna play a part in this Giannis hunt, so don't don't alienate. That is true. That is true. All right, Blake. Yeah, we, we this has gone off the rails. Let's get yeah, it. It was always gonna. That's why I said thirty minutes because I knew it was gonna go over fifteen. But um, yeah. Find Blake on Twitter, of course. You know Blake Murphy ODC. Everyone listening to this podcast already knows, but um. Yo, bring out bring out celebrities to the three on three tournament. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm bringing Ace. I'll, I'll try to get my hands on my my one celebrity. You, you already know what's going on there. Oh yeah, Christian baby. What? Is it, oh, you're, oh, you're not talking about Christian Stoyner? No, I'm talking about Kim's convenience, man. Oh yes, my man Simu. No, Simu. I'm, not, I'm not flying Christian out from Vegas for a our for our three on three tournament. Find himself back out there, man. Yeah. Yo, shout out Kim's Convenience. I've yeah. become very enamored with this show. And one of the lead actors is going to come in. It's very nice. It's just very cute. It really is very cute and heartwarming. Nice. It's, yeah. It's going to be a, be a shame when he dunks on you. I, yeah, I'm, I'll be proud. I'll be proud. <laughs> he's fine. He's, he's Chinese. He's fine. Yeah. My brother from Harbin. All right. All right. That's it. Let's pause <laughs> All over. Right, All right. Thanks, everyone. We're back next week. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.